This is Invest Talk. Independent thinking, shared success. Justin Klein and Steve Peasley stand ready to take your finance and investment questions and share their unbiased answers. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, a registered investment advisor firm serving clients throughout the United States. The clarity for your path forward starts now. Here is KPP Financial President, Financial Advisor, Steve Peasley. Good afternoon, everybody. This is the Best Talk. It is Wednesday, August 17th, 2022. I'm Steve Peasley. I look forward to doing this Best Talk podcast. Not every day anymore, but uh, you know, during the weeks, trading off with Justin. And I really do look forward to your questions and your comments and your opinions about things. We can, we can banter it back and forth. I'd love to do that. The phone number you want to use to get a hold of me and ask your questions, it's a 24-hour, 7-days-a-week line. It's always open, but it's live right now, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. My focus point today, which sectors are likely to benefit from the new, I guess, tax law? It's, really, it's called the Inflation Reduction Act. And so what, what sectors, what companies, who's going to benefit from this? It is a lot of money. It's $800 billion or something like that. It's a huge amount of money. Huge. So we'll talk about that later on in the show, time permitting. I also want to talk about retail sales that were reported for July. I want to talk about war, what Warren Buffett sold. Remember, he's not a, his, his time frame for holding, he says, is forever. But he sold four companies. Not 100% of all the four companies, but... He did in the last quarter. He didn't buy any new companies in the second quarter, which is interesting. And uh, China. You know, China's demand on materials has fallen and continues to fall. What what, what, what the, what, what's it going to do? It's got to take some pressure off inflation, don't you think? So I want to talk about that a little bit. Those are things I, I think we're going to discuss if we have time. And if we have time, we also have some voice bank questions we need to get to. And hopefully today we'll get to Hershey. We didn't get it to get to it yesterday. And Disney, Walt Disney. So we'll get try to get to those. So I've got all this plan in this episode of the podcast. And of course, I will take live calls. So your call is welcome. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. So what did the market do today? Down. It was a down day today. Nothing dramatic. Uh, Dow was down one hundred seventy two points. Nasdaq down a bit more at one hundred sixty four on a percentage basis more. And then S&P 500 down 31 points. So it's a kind of a weak day, but not very alarming considering we've had some pretty good, uh, pretty good move up from the bottom for the last what month, month and a half, it's a month and a half or so. So uh, the question is, how much further will it go up? And are we experiencing what we call in the business a bear trap? I'm really concerned about that. What's a bear trap? That's where they trap people cutting back in the market because they think we're back in a bull market and they trap you. Bull market, uh, the bear market still continues until we exceed the high for this year, which was around January, the first part of January. But, you know, do you wait that long? No, you don't. You know, it's, it's a very difficult process, everybody. It never gets easy. It just does not. Okay, we're going to go ahead and take our first caller from Arlington. This is Arlington, North Carolina. Want to talk about interest rates? 
His name is Arlington. Oh, okay. And from North Carolina. Hi, Arlington. Uh, good afternoon, Steve. Thanks for calling. Uh, my question today is about interest rates. Um, so uh, how long does it typically take for the Fed rate hike to I- impact company earnings? I'm asking this because it thinks that this quarter's earnings weren't drastically affected by the increased rates. Um, I saw that about three-fourths of the S&P 500 companies um, beat expectations. So uh, this led me to wonder um, how long of a time frame uh, does it usually take for this thing to kind of kick in into companies, you know, earning reports uh-huh. and whatnot? Right. It takes three to six months. Okay. So uh, from, remember, they started raising rates some time ago. So for that increase to start affecting earnings, we saw it affecting, even though they beat expectations, they still affected some of the earnings, especially depending on the sector. Going forward, of course, it's going to really hurt the housing sector. That's going to be the number one pain. Then, of course, any materials that support the housing sector, because interest rates are rise, meaning mortgage rates are higher, meaning people are not going to, you know, can't afford to buy a new house and it's going to slow it way down, and it has already. So it takes three to six months for when the Fed start raising rates to filter into the system. And so they're still raising rates. So we're not done with what's going to, with the impact that it's going to have. We're not finished. Now, on the other hand, of course, now they've spent, they've spent $800 billion in this new act. So that will support certain sectors. So, you know, you just got to be careful what sectors you're going to pick. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it, Arlington. 888-99-CHART. We're headed into a break, everybody. I welcome your financial and investment questions, and you can do it right now. No questions too simple. Don't think about that. Might be too complex for me, but I'll do my best to answer it. You set the agenda. Call Invest Talk. 888-99-CHART. Why do listener questions make Invest Talk better? Which of these would you recommend? Because each caller presents fresh questions in their voice. I was curious if you still think aluminum has a ways to go from here. When do I know the right time to take profits? Should I be looking for an exit? Should I be holding here? And listeners instinctively realize that Invest Talk uniquely offers a welcome dose of investing satisfaction. I think you have a terrific show, and I've learned a whole lot. Hey guys, love your show. Uh, I've been listening for several years now, and I've learned a lot. Justin Klein and Steve Peasley understand what investors need and want. I would look at it from a tax perspective. If there's no tax implications, move on, find better ways to use that money. I'm going with the odds. I think a half position now would at least get you in it and get you watching it so you won't lose track of it. Don't forget to call Investor. 888-99-CHART. Now, each time I host the Invest Talk podcast, I have the satisfaction of taking caller questions and then breaking down the often complex dynamics involved. I make them into easier to understand elements. Each question is tackled live without pre-screening, and some topics are more challenging than others. And that's a good thing because it allows every Invest Talk caller to shape the content of the podcast. If you've never called, don't hold back. You can leave your Invest Talk questions on the 24-7 anytime listener line at 888-99 chart. 888-99 chart, 888-992-4278. Again, uh, your calls are always welcome. 
for those who may not, uh, who may be new to the Invest Talk, let me let me state a couple of things. First, um, I'm always very careful to give you my straight and unbiased answers. I don't have a prejudice one way or another about companies, the economy. I just want us all to understand what's happening. Okay, and that's what I try to do. I have no hidden agenda. I'm not trying to push anything on you. Um, I will. I, I will be mostly. It will be most of your questions that drive the direction of the, today's podcast and every podcast. One thing I can say for sure is that today's investing environment is very different than it was in the past decades, the last couple of decades, because interest rates are rising instead of falling. That makes a big, big difference on what stocks will will will, will benefit. Okay, when interest rates are very, very low, growth stocks do great. They do great. Because borrowing costs are very cheap, and you know they can borrow anything and grow their company at very, you know, it, it's it really benefits growth when interest rates are very low. But now we're rising. We also have higher inflation we've had in many, many years, decades. Those those things are very dramatic as to what happens in the stock market. So we need to focus. Need to focus on what different sectors and markets markets market. The different sectors and markets, the market will benefit. That will benefit from what's happening. We're gonna, I'm going to try to help you with that. So let's go ahead and pivot now to my focus point that concerns the story. Which sectors are likely to benefit from this new, in, uh, if, uh, I, don't, they, I don't know why they call it Inflation Reduction Act. I, that's, that's not what it does. I, it has nothing to do with reducing inflation. I don't, I don't understand why they say that that's what it is. It's not. You know how they always name these different acts to try to fool the public as to what they actually do. I'm not saying that this is not a good benefit. This won't benefit. It, it will. They'll benefit certain sectors. Okay, but it's not really in, reducing inflation. And remember, this is this is spending. This is spending. Eight hundred billion over ten years. This bill. $400 billion in spending is for support and development and build-out of clean energy-type projects. Okay, how can that be described as inflation reduction? So since a big portion of the thing is going to boost clean energy uh, production and support, those are the kind of stocks you might want to take a look at, right? I mean, residential solar panels, hydrogen, energy storage, Domestic manufacturing, clean energy stocks valuations. You know, domestic manufacturing, they're trying to boost uh, uh, solar panels construction here in the United States because we buy most of it from China. We don't want to be relying on China. So there's a number of stocks, you know, clean energy type stocks that will probably benefit dramatically. Okay. Also, think about lithium producers. Lithium. We have previously said that you know we project lithium prices will remain high for the foreseeable future as demand is expected to outstrip supply over the next decade. So there's going to be legislation. Part of this legislation will booster lithium production. So what what's, what stocks will benefit that? That, that's the kind of thing, you know, when the government spends billions and billions of dollars on something, you want to know where it's going to go. And that tells you what sectors you need to be looking at. I'm not saying, you know, you buy these sectors to the exclusiveness of all other sectors. I'm just saying 
you need to focus on certain sectors that this thing will will, will boost. Okay. Um, also, large. What what will it hurt? It might hurt pharmaceutical companies. Why do I say that? Well, because part of it is reducing prices for drugs and med- through Medicare. Part of this bill, reducing prices hurts the bottom line for drug companies. Just something to consider. These things are, you know, you don't you don't concern yourself with small spending packages coming out of Washington, but big spending packages you really do. Okay. So just keep that in mind, everybody. Okay, let's go, let's go back to the um, Investock Voice Bank eight 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 ninety nine chart. Hi, Stephen Justin. This is Kevin calling from La Crescenta, California. I got lucky with some uh, some gains in the recent uh, market moves regarding the high growth stocks, and I'm taking some of those gains and I'm starting to look at the, a few others. One of them I'm considering is Hershey. Ticker is HSY. Seems to have some good metrics, but still seem uh, it's looking a little bit expensive still. So I'm trying to see what your thoughts are as far as a, a good entry point. Look forward to hearing your answer on the show. Thank you. Yeah, that's about the only negative I can see is it's expensive. It's expensive. Hershey, H-S-Y, manufactures chocolates and non-chocolate products, gums, mints, baking ingredients, chocolate drink mixes, that kind of thing. Uh, earnings are going to grow 14% this year, another 8% next year. But that means it's going to be $8.90, and it's a $230 stock. So you're looking at a pretty high valuation. Even though Hershey has had a high valuation, I, I think that's a little stretching it myself. Return equity is excellent at 60%. It's a great company. It, you know, it has a little bit more debt than I'm comfortable with. Uh, management owns 1%. Funds own 43%. Funds have been buying in the last year. Sales growth is 19% in the most recent quarter, 16% before that, 6% before that. So they're, you know, they're doing all the right things, and they've been rewarded with a high stock price. Personally, I, I wouldn't buy it. I, I like the company, but I wouldn't buy it at this, this rate, at this height. It, it's just too expensive. So I'd wait for a very large, painful pullback in Hershey. HSY, everybody. Uh, let's keep things moving. Back to an Investor Voice Bank. Oh, maybe we don't. Maybe we don't have another one back to the Voice Bank. Okay, uh, let's talk about retail sales that came out. This is for July. Month over month, it was 0% growth. Now, one of the things that happened is gas prices are falling. So it's reducing some of the pressure on inflation, but also selling gas is part of the retail sales. So when it goes down, they're still selling the same amount of gas. It just shows up as a small number. So if you exclude autos, for instance, retail sales were up four-tenths of a percent. So the number was pretty healthy today, pretty healthy, Okay. 888.99 chart. It is Wednesday, middle of the trading week, everybody. Justin Klein's taking a few days off, but I'm here and taking your questions live. The number is 888.99 chart. No two portfolios are alike, and every investor has a unique set of circumstances. The best way to get answers that correspond with your situation is for you to submit your questions to Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. The 24-hour listener line never closes. 
So don't forget to call Invest Talk. 888-99-CHART. Hello, Justin and Klein. Thank you, and I love your show. I listen every day. This is Ella from the Middle East. My question is, can you name for me the best low-risk ETF to put my money on, not rather than uh, keep the, the money in, in the bank, on my account bank? I consider your opinion. Thank you so much again, and have a great day. Okay. Uh, low risk means uh, very little stock market exposure. So your low risk ETS is what you're asking about would be like an ultra short bond fund. Okay. Um, that would be low risk. Um, uh, or a little bit more risk would be just a short duration bond fund. Okay. Well, that would have no stock market uh, exposure. When you start getting any stock market exposure, you can't call it low risk anymore. Now, it, it just means more risk. And, you know, we, we when we sit down and meet with people, we talk about it. Justin and I talk about risk and how much risk and how to judge what risk you're taking. Um, and as you get older, you want low risk. You want lower risk. But I also suggest that you always have some exposure to the stock market because that's the only way you're going to out uh, outperform inflation. Inflation is going to eat into your money. I mean, so what if the CD rates uh, are going, uh, maybe they'll be 4 and 5%, but if inflation's 8%, that's not going to help you. It's not. It means you're not even keeping up with inflation. So your money is getting, uh, your money will buy less than two, three, four years from now than it can buy now. And even though it's growing, it's still buying less. The dollars are not buying what it should be buying. Got to stay up with inflation. Got to stay up with inflation. Okay? So retail sales were unchanged, as I said, and that's, you know, that it, it was okay. It's not a problem because oil prices are coming down, gasoline prices are coming down, and so people spent, you know, still pretty healthy spending going on, is what I wanted to point out. Now, Warren Buffett's, you know, every quarter he has to his company, Berkshire Hathaway, has to report what they've done. Uh, the SEC requires it. So you can look and get a peek at what he has done. Not what he's doing, but what he has done in the most recent quarter. He sold all of his Verizon stock, all of it, which surprised me. I didn't think he would do that because it has, pays a still a hefty dividend, and that's one of the things he likes most. Uh, but he also sold portions or and some large portions of store capital, GM, and U.S. Bank Corp. These four stocks, by the way, were his worst performance performers in his portfolio. So he sold his worst performance. Now, the reason why I'm even bringing this up is Warren Buffett' holding period is forever. I mean, that's what he prefers, never to sell. But this demonstrates that he does sell. He doesn't just sit around. He just is a value investor, and he doesn't. Usually when stocks go down, he buys more. Because he's in it for the long haul. So this is kind of interesting and that he's producing cash this way. And he doesn't need to produce cash because he's got a huge cash hoard outside of the side uh, sidelines and has for some time. He doesn't see a lot of opportunity. Because remember, he's buying value. He's not a growth investor. He's a value investor. Interesting stuff to see what he's doing. It's just kind of fun. Remember, he's the world's best investor. So, well, I don't know if he's the world's best, but he's the world's best known investor because some there might be great investors, but we just don't know who they are. 
Okay, here comes another voice bank question, this time from a listener from Tennessee who called in earlier, 888-99-CHART. Hey, guys, this is Fred in Tennessee. I was just looking at Disney, bought it about this level a year or so ago, and it went up, went down, and now it's back to where I'm about even. Do you think this would be a good time to get out, or do you think it's going to do better in the future? Thanks. Well, I'm pretty positive it'll do better in the future. Uh, it's a question of how long in the future. Um, I, I see it going back to 180 plus. It's at $122 a share now. Um, if you're, what depends on your time horizon. You know, I always tell people, make sure you write down why you bought the stock. And if those reasons still are valid, there's no, then why would you consider selling it? They're going to make $5.41 next year. That's up from $3.84 this year. So their their growth rate in the last five quarters are over 25% a quarter. So it's hard for me to say, yeah, well, yeah, get rid of Disney. No, uh, uh, uh-uh. I I would not get rid of Disney. It's just something that I think you should hold on to for a very long time. Um, So I, I would hold on to it. I wouldn't tell it. On our next Invest Talk, the story behind this headline. Earnings from America's largest retailers give insight into consumer sentiment. Retailers have been forced to cut prices on general merchandise as consumers adjusted their spending to afford higher priced food and, and gasoline. So that's tomorrow. We'll talk about that. For now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions live at 888-99-CHART. We're going to break for a minute. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the Internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, 
AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. You are listening to Invest Talk. Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888 99 Chart. Hi, Invest Talk. This is Anwar from Washington, D.C. I'm a longtime listener. I love your show, I listen to it every day. I have a question for you uh, regarding the transition from growth to value. I know it's well underway. I'm well immersed in the fact that you've been telling us for a long time to get out of growth and get into value and looking at industrials and materials. So my specific question regards two different materials companies. One is B2G or B2 Gold, and the other one is Barrick Gold, G-O-L-D. What I'd like to know is between those two companies, one seems to be the growthier of the two, although I think it is a value stock, that would be B2G, and the other one seems to be the more established and secure stock, that would be Barrick Gold, G-O-L-D. Considering that we should be transitioning our portfolios from more of the growthier names to the value names, does that mean I should be going with the lower risk, more secure investment, GOLD, or since I'm already in the type of sector that it sounds like you guys are recommending, uh, specifically in this case, materials, is it okay to pursue B2G as the slightly more risk equity, but in the ideal sector? Thank you for your consideration of this question. I look forward to hearing your answer on the podcast. Well, that's a really good question, okay? Because both of them have value. Both of them are value plays in the gold space. So gold space is fairly defensive, even though it hasn't done very well this whole year, right? Did well last year, but not this year. Um, so far, anyways. And it may not because dollar's gotten stronger, you know, Anyways, but your specific question is which one? Should I take the little bit more risky one, smaller company, or the bigger one, bigger company? And I would probably suggest taking the smaller company. Why? Because it still has very good value prospects, but it has better growth. So you got value plus growth. I like that a lot. Uh, you know, I, I like the growth prospects, but long as I'm not overpaying for it, and you're not, that would be my opinion. Okay. Now, Barrick Gold is a huge company, 29 billion, and you are right; it's safer, 3.6 percent dividend. But B2 Gold uh, actually pays a higher div- dividend, but it's only like three, four billion in size, much smaller. But it's growing faster. So you know. 
It's a good question. And I'm almost tempted to say depends on what you really want. <laughs> you want a little bit more excitement in your portfolio? Go for the smaller one. Okay, 888-99-CHART. So let's keep moving, and I'll make it two in a row with another listener question from the Investive Voice Bank. It never closes. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. Hey, can you look at the stock ball, you know, like basketball, right, ball, canning jars, uh, B-A-L-L, uh, and tell me if it's a good buy. It's fallen a lot, and it looks like they're going to make some good money, and the board PE is quite low. Thank you so much. Yeah, Ball Corporation, one of those old, old companies, been around forever, manufactures aluminum packaging for beverages, personal care, food, aerospace products. For It, it, it makes a lot of things. It's a $20 billion company, pays a 1.3% dividend. Very consistent earnings, going to make three twenty nine per share this year, $3.69 a share next year. It's a $61 stock. So it's close to a you know 20 PE. And the five-year range is 16 to 35. So it's on the lower end. Return on equity is very good at 34%. Um, I think this is a good place to buy it. I do. I think around $60. Let me take a quick look at a different chart yeah i i think this is a good place to buy it um but if we go into recession this is the type of company will suffer in a recession it will even though it has good value in it and it does have good sales growth so we are in a technical recession but it hasn't broadened out to job destruction and everything else that hasn't happened yet so you know if you think we're going to recession stay away from it Good question, though. 888, had some good questions today. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So, China, we talked about it, about their housing problems, huge housing problems. And China is kind of letting it happen so far. The, the, they haven't so far came in and saved all the construction housing business because they have, they're way overbuilt, right? We know that. They got way ahead of themselves. So they know that too. But I'm bringing this up because the housing has cut way down. In their housing, I'm talking about high-rise apartments they sell. Uh, not necessarily single-family units or those kind of things, but high-rise apartments in the cities. So it's fallen sharply, right? Fallen sharply. So that means demand for building materials like copper wiring, iron ore, any construction materials have been have fallen also. Metallurgical coal, okay? Uh, these things are down 40%, 25%, two-thirds. Now, what does that mean? They, do you realize how much they demand, that, that they've been pulling on these uh Commodities, buying up these commodities, huge percentages of the world production of these things. Okay, huge, over half, about half, just going to China. Some, some things more than half, some things a little less than half. And now they have fallen sharply. Does that mean the inflation is going to come down? Seems logical, right, that it would. Seems logical. So we have some uh, things pushing inflation down. 
this Inflation Act thing that they have that passed in Congress, that's really not going to do much to knock inflation down. I think it's going to come down on its own, like because gasoline prices have fallen, because demand has gone down in China. Now, if they start supporting their housing, start overbuilding again, then you know that 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 theory goes out the window. But I think, right as it stands, there's going to be you know significant less pressure on inflation, pushing prices up. So um, we'll see. We'll see over the next few months into next year. But I don't think any of this is going to affect the Federal Reserve and what they're doing. I think they're still going to raise rates no matter what. They're going to raise them, and hefty. Okay? So, okay, there's no way around it. As investors, you have got to be prepared for the reality of the inescapable reality of the environment we're in, of what's changed. So it's worth taking a minute or two to talk about the benefits uh, I and KPP Financial, I and Justin and KPP Financial are going to do for our clients and for you. And I want to remind you that here on Invest Talk at KPP Financial, we operate with a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. And we implement that by providing unbiased guidance, uh, parallel investing, meaning we buy the same things, Justin and I, for ourselves, we do for our clients, same price, same percentage of the portfolios. I'm in all the programs. Uh, that we have, we have five different programs, you know, going from very risky to not very risky at all. So I'm in all of those. Um, we, our offices, our KPP financial offices, are in Irvine, California, which is between LA and San Diego. And I think if you talk to us just a few minutes, you'll realize that we're a bit different. We're not going to try to talk in anything. We'll take a look at your portfolio, try to determine how much risk is in your portfolio. That's fairly easy. And then I'll try to determine how much risk you want. That's a little bit more difficult and a little bit more of a process. Because we want to match the risk that you're taking with the risk that you want, that you feel comfortable with, that you won't panic out when the market goes down, or you won't panic in. Okay, So that's what we can do for you. We would love to sit down and talk to you. You can send us an email. You can call us at our office. There's many ways to contact us. Just go to our website at kpp.com or investtalk.com, you'll get it. You'll get to us. Nesta Investtalk, a caller question phoned in earlier from Minnesota. So just hang on. Each day, Investtalk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. And Steve and Justin, thank you for your loyalty. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for Invest Talk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. Your rating is a vote of confidence that leads to higher visibility and causes more people to discover and listen to Invest Talk. So please tell your friends and family members about the free Invest Talk downloads at iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and investtalk.com. Remember to include your brief question when you review and rate on iTunes. And of course, your calls are always welcome 24-7. Don't forget to call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Steve or Justin, Jason from Minneapolis. Have a question on a stock, Tellurium, T-E-L-L. It's a newer natural gas company, very inexpensive. The guy that does all the bells and whistles on TV says he's very bullish on it. Bank of America just now graded as a buy. 
respect your guys' opinion. I'd like to hear your feedback. Is it a void? Possibly buy for long term. I uh, just appreciate your input. Love the show. Look forward to hearing my answer on the podcast. Have a great night. Okay, it's out of Houston, Texas, but it's not new. I, I have numbers going back to 2015. So I, I, you said it's a new one. I don't see that. Engaged in the exploration, production, and sale of oil and gas, mainly in Australia and the United States. Uh, the, I don't like it because it doesn't make money. Has never made money. It's going back to what I see to 2015. Every year they've lost money. So I don't like to invest in companies like that. Sales are going up. You know, if you just look at the sales, last quarter they were up 142%. Quarter before that was 1,000%. Quarter before that was 150%. So quarter before that was 10%. So sales are going up, but they're still not able to turn a profit. And that kind of concerns me. Uh, they don't have a lot of debt. Management owns 11%, so that's, you know, that's good news. Mutual funds have slowly bought that over the last year. So, you know, someone likes it, but until they make profits, I'm not interested in owning a company that doesn't make money. And it's a $2.3 billion company. It was $0.80, cents, uh, what, a year ago or so? Uh, $0.08 cents a share in today is at $4.14. So two years ago, three years ago, it was eight to ten dollars a share. So that tells you its history, and all that time never made money. So I, I don't, I don't care for it. T E L L, Tellerin, Tellerin, not my cup of tea. Nessa Novesta, could call a question phoned in from Minnesota. So no, I guess that's him. Sorry, my fault. We love to get we love getting your live calls because we can interact with you. But your voice bank questions are good as well. So we're gonna play another one from eight 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 ninety nine chart. Hello, and best talk. My name's Enrique from Pacific Beach. My question is, with the water shortages going on right now across the Southwest, especially Arizona, is it a good time to start picking up water companies, for example, like AWK or? A ETF like PHO or PIO. I look forward to your answer on the podcast. Thank you very much. Well, on a long-term basis, I would say yes. I like the I like the water sector because there's going to be more demand, and you know it. You know, climate change is it's just going to make it more difficult to move water from one place to the next because the infrastructure has to move too, and that's very difficult and expensive to, to change. But these companies will take advantage of that. So I kind of like it for that reason. Now, AWK, American Water Works, is a $28 billion company. Uh, it's $158 a share, and it's going to make $4.80 next year. So you're talking about a 30 PE, so it's not cheap. I don't think the water, you're not the first one with this idea. So I think it might, you gotta, You want to wait till these things go on sale. And they're not so far, even though last two quarters, this company, uh, AWK, American Watersworks, last two quarters, sales have been shrinking. Shrinking. Earnings have gone up about 4 to 9%, and sales have shrunk 5 to 6%. So that's not a good formula at this point. So I, I think... I like the idea of long term, but I'd wait for you know a pretty dramatic lowering of price. Uh, it's too expensive, too expensive for me anyway. 
Okay. Um, you know, we produce a newsletter, and on uh, we always go over it on Friday, parts of it anyways. We, we produce a weekly newsletter. Uh, it's, it's, I, I write it, uh, and I've been doing it for years, years. So um, it, is, it is a subscribable item. You, it does cost money. It's free to our clients, so if you become a client, you'll get it for free. Um, but we, you know, we will talk about that on Friday. If you want to get more information, just go to investtalk.com. Okay? Investtalk.com. Okay, we're going to have some more economic numbers out this week that I think are going to be important. And I'm going to be sharing, sharing them with you. I'll be sharing them with you as they come out. So um, I think we're looking at economic numbers that won't look too bad. They'll look pretty good. But Remember, the Fed is meeting the beginning of uh, beginning of September, and they're going to raise rates again. Most people think it's about a half a point. Remember, the last point last time they rated 075 percent, three quarters of a point. I think it's a half a point this time, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay, this is the best talk, everybody. We appreciate you listening. Hey guys, do I see the closing? Oh, it's only 4.48. Okay, we're going to go for a quick break. We only have one section left, everybody. So get your calls in. You got to get them in before the end of the day. Come on, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Is it delivering the types of gains you want and need to achieve financial freedom? Well, turn up the volume because there are many questions that deserve unbiased answers. And Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. 888-992, we're going to go to a, a 992527. We're going to go to a live caller. Uh, let's talk to uh, Luke from Wisconsin. Hi, Luke. Hi, Steve. I uh, hope everything's going well with you. I'm just calling about KLIC and Onto, O-N-T-O. Um, they both have pristine balance sheets. Um, income statements look great. Cash flows look great. Um, they keep popping up on screeners for me, and I think it could be a good way to play the crowded semiconductor space from the ground up, getting in on the packaging and lithography side. Um, just looking to see your opinion on those two companies, which one you would choose, and if you think that's a good strategy to play the crowded semiconductor space. Thank I you. I actually do. I do like the Onto Innovation, O-N-T-O, out of Massachusetts. The other one's out of Singapore. So I'm a little worried about our, our relationship with China a little bit there. So uh, I think I like this one better because uh, I do like the numbers better, too. Uh, it makes automated and integrated measurement and inspection systems for semiconductors and flat panel displays. And you know, the government is throwing a lot of money at Intel and other producers to build factories here. And I think that's a trend that's going to continue, and that would help this company. They're already making pretty good money. They're going to make $5.27 a share this year. That's up 20, 37% from last year. Next year, five sixty nine, and it's a $79 stock, so it's not that expensive. It's kind of on the cheap side for sales growing 30 and 40% a quarter. 
So, I, and it had a recent fall back to like 60, and now it's at 79. I kind of, I kind of like, I kind of like where it is. So that would probably be my choice. On to O N T O. Good luck with it. I hope it works for you, Luke. Thanks for the call. I, I really do. Okay, maybe we can squeeze in one more caller. Let's go ahead and take it. Hey, Steve or Justin. This is Fred giving you a call out of uh, Massachusetts. Wanted to get your opinion on a stock that I that I bought a few months ago, and it's you know it's made some money for me. It's Casella Waste Systems, ticker CWST. Not sure what to do with this thing. PE is very high at 92. I'm not sure why that is, especially given the type of stock that this is. It doesn't seem like it should be valued that high. It's not a tech company or anything. But also just wondering your thoughts if you think this is potentially run up more or um, if it's time to maybe uh, take some profits. Thank you so much. Take care. I think I'd take some profits on this one. Uh, uh, CWST Casella Waste Systems out of Rutland, Vermont, Provides waste resource management services to residential, municipal, and industrial customers in six states. It's a $4.5 billion company. Going to make $1.07 a share this year and $1.28 a share next year. And it's $87 stock. That's pretty expensive. Sales growth is nice, 20 to 30% in the last three quarters. That's good. Uh, management owns 18%. That's good, too. Um, mutual funds have been buying, not aggressively from the last year, but buying. I just think it's overpriced. I, I'm with you on that. I think it's overvalued for a, an unexciting industry. Uh, and, you know, its growth prospects, even though they've grown nicely lately, I, I'd have to dig into the company and find out how, how they're achieving their growth. Um, but it just it just makes me nervous being this expensive. So I would I, I'd be tend to take profits, not, not uh, buy more or hold on to it. I'd probably take profits. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program, everybody. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our show. It's free podcast. Download it anytime you want. You can get it at Google Play, Spotify, uh, iTunes. And if you, get it down from, if you get it from iTunes, we would like a rating. You can rate us what you think. And be honest, what you like and don't like, that's fine. We're hoping for positive ratings, of course, because that helps our exposure. We love that. We've had 44 million downloads so far. We're pretty, we're pretty proud of that, but we can always use more. Okay? Independent thinking and share success, everybody. This is Best Talk. Have a great night. InvestTalk is a trademark of KPP Financial. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them. Specifically, nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell security. Because such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. Invest Talk is a copyrighted program of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor firm which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein is chief executive officer of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial. Thank you for listening.
And your comments and questions are welcome on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 